We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. All right, welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the podcast usually breaking down the on-field action of your favorite sports movies, brought to you by the Blue Wire Sports Podcasting Network. I'm your host, Kyle Bandujo. I say usually because uh, this week we're going to do something a little different. Um, Wanted to take a quick step back, quick break from breaking down individual movies, and going to have something of a more unique episode this week. Um, Just lately, I've watched, you know, two documentaries and a movie that really blew me away, and I, I just wanted to talk about them um, and, and kind of just do, you know, an episode of unsolicited recommendations and two are documentaries. So it's not really something you can't really break down what was realistic in a documentary because it was a fucking documentary. So, um, yeah, just uh, today we're going to talk about the Diego Maradona documentary that's uh, streaming on HBO the Screwball documentary by Billy Corden, who did uh, Cocaine Cowboys and the U-Docs, uh, and that's on Netflix. And then we're going to talk about Mid-90s, the Jonah Hill-directed movie, the skateboarding movie that is on uh, Amazon Prime. I watched all three of them recently, was really blown away by all three in different ways, uh, you know, really enjoyed them. So just kind of going to give, um, you know, quick, j- just kind of a quick rundown, quick reviews going to go spoiler free for mid 90s and even the documentaries as much um because because if you haven't seen them you know i don't want to be giving everything away uh so you know it's not typically what this podcast does but just something that we're going to do this week and then we're going to get right back into the swing of things next week with uh with the movie cinderella man finally going to do a boxing flick Going to do some housekeeping to start uh first and foremost this past week we hit 150 ratings on uh, on the podcast on Apple Podcast and I going into this I wasn't sure if I'd even end up with five or ten or how this would go so um, getting to 150 that's awesome I want to thank everyone who's taken the time to rate um, especially everyone who's taken the time to also leave a review uh, you know I'm gonna keep plugging along with this thing but just you know it, it was a cool kind of quick milestone to hit you know obviously it's not a huge number. Um, and, and relative to the podcast universe, but it was for me, it was awesome to see and uh, just, you know, really grateful. And if you haven't taken the time to rate and review, you know, let's let's get that to 160 uh, pretty quickly. One thing that if you follow the podcast on Twitter or Instagram, um, you might have seen recently 
is I've started using the Flick app. Uh, it, it's a po- it's a chat app for podcasting. Um, you know, I'm, this isn't something I'm getting paid for. Or it's not a you know, it's not a paid plug or anything. Um, but the, the guys who designed the Flick Flick app reached out to me, um, said that they want to basically kind of create a, a chatting network for for podcasts, so to create podcast communities on this app. I downloaded it. Um, I've been you know I've I've been sending out the links to join the group. It's just a really fun place so far to talk about sports movies. You know, we, we've got some threads on there about what's the worst sports movie ever. It's trouble with the curve, but you, you all can present conflicting, uh, you know, conflicting reports or whatever. You know, best movie athlete, best sports movie. And then we've we've talked about, you know, current episodes. We kind of, you know, we had a chat about the Karate Kid last week. Um, and then I've been dropping some future episode info, things I'm planning and uh, just getting feedback from you guys on things you want to hear. So just trying to create a community of people who like to talk sports movies and enjoy this podcast. So if um, if you haven't yet, please just download the Flick app. It's a free app. Uh, type in code Big Screen Sports, all lowercase, all one word, in the uh, in the the join group function, and that'll get you in. And um, you know, join in on the the conversation, everything. I've been enjoying it. I'm going to really try to use this app. I'm going to try to, you know, participate in the chats every day because the reason I started this is because I love talking about sports movies and it's, you know, it's even more fun than talking to a mic about it just than uh, talking with a big group of people about the, uh, you know, about sports movies. So, uh, and in there you'll get future episode info. What I can tell you right now, future episode info, is I said, you know, next week we're doing Cinderella Man with a uh, great boxing guy, Michael Montero. You can check him out on Twitter, at Montero and Boxing. I'm really looking forward to that one. I'm glad I'm finally getting into boxing movies. I'm hoping I'm going to have Michael on for, you know, hopefully the Rocky series and Creed, you know, a bunch of bunch of those movies because boxing makes up, you know, a hearty portion of the greatest sports movies of all time. So uh, I'm excited about that. And then um, last bit of housekeeping before I get to talking about the movies is a future episode, uh, I think in two weeks, with uh, with Patrick Claibon from NFL Network, he uh, he tweeted out um, a while back just saying that Hoosiers is bad. That was pretty much his tweet. He just said Hoosiers is a bad movie, and I've had this idea for a while uh, to do yeah uh, shorter content, shorter episodes, uh, big screen sports, real debates, real spelled like film reel. You see what I did there? Uh, because you know I, I've had this idea since if you remember way back in the trouble with the script days. Uh, we covered Major League with my buddy Darren Vaught from USA Baseball. Darren has an absolute heater of a take about Omar Epps being a better Willie Mays Hayes than Wesley Snipes. And I, I definitely want to bring Darren back at some point to you know defend that that take to the death. But the, the first episode of Real Debates we're going to have is um, Patrick just kind of talking about his take on Hoosiers, which is you know pretty renowned a basketball movie. Uh, I haven't heard unanimous praise for Hoosiers, honestly. You know, I, I've they're, they're dissenters on it. It's not universally beloved. But um, Patrick's is going to discuss why he thinks that Hoosiers is bad. You know, we're going to chop it up on that a little bit. Maybe see some some different points out there. And then I want everyone after that episode drops to chime in on the Flick app. Let me know if you agreed. Uh, so, um, yeah, that, that's where we're at for the next two weeks. We may be moving to Mondays. I haven't decided yet. I'm, I'm thinking episodes might change from Thursday to Monday. If your Mondays are too packed, holler at me on the Flick app or holler at me on Twitter at big underscore screen sport. You know, let me know if, uh, if Thursdays work best for you, 
but um, I'll have some more future episode info to announce pretty soon as far as what we're looking at for the rest of the of uh, November, especially the listener pick, uh, which I'm, which I'm hoping for last movie of November. But um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. That's that's what we've got coming up. Make sure you download the Flick app. And it, let's get into talking about two really good documentaries and one just awesome skateboarding movie. Maradona. Oh, free of play by Maradona. Still going. All right. Uh, today, I'm going to start with the Diego Maradona documentary. Uh, it came out on HBO here recently, last you know, in the last month or so. It's by Asif Kapadia. Uh, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know I'm not great with names, but he's the guy. Uh, he he's also directed uh, Senna, and he he directed Amy, the Amy Winehouse Oscar-winning documentary. Um, he's clearly he's clearly making a niche here of documentaries named after a single person, single thing. And I I went into this. Um, I, I'm definitely a soccer novice. Um, I didn't know a whole lot about Diego Maradona. My version of Diego Maradona is the guy that they show in the crowd every time Argentina is in the World Cup and he's just going nuts and he's got a cocaine problem or, you know, whatever. You, you, that's kind of what, if you're just even a casual soccer fan, that's kind of what you've seen of him uh, of late. And so I didn't really know how incredible this guy was and how... I mean, I, I knew he was a legend in that sense. I mean, and clearly you have to be to get a documentary made about you, but I didn't realize the level of his status. And that's what made experiencing this documentary for me all like the more special because it, it was a completely new experience of this guy for me. It wasn't like, you know, eventually when they do a million LeBron documentaries, I will have been around for LeBron from you know, high school from being the chosen one to, you know, how his career went. But for me, it was a new experience. And while I think I'm sure soccer fans appreciate this movie even more, um, I, I basically what I'm saying is you don't have to be a soccer diehard, even a big soccer fan, to appreciate this story and what this guy did. And with that being said, it's unlike any sports documentary I've ever seen in terms of the style. Um, a, a lot of them, just from a, a quote-unquote plot standpoint or the narrative standpoint, a lot of them start in the beginning of a certain story, so the beginning of someone's career, finish at the end, or around a certain subject, like um, Billy Corden, who directed Screwball, which I'm going to talk about next. When he does the U, it's kind of, he, he did the basically the two phases of Miami football. Started kind of at the beginning when, you know, the U started getting big and just rode that out. This one hops right into... When Diego Maradona moves to a team in Italy, uh, Napoli, I, I'm going to butcher a lot of the soccer stuff, so I'm going to try to just stay out of it and just talk about more of the style of the documentary, what I liked about it. Um, but this, the styling that I like is it is constant just footage and constant action, constant montage with voiceovers and stuff guiding. You never feel lost in the sense of you don't know what's going on in this guy's life or, or what's happening currently that they're showing on screen but there's never the you know going to the talking headshot like it is a um it's a pretty common documentary style is 
you know, you see some footage, you and then you go to a shot of a, a man or a woman sitting in a room explaining that footage to you and talking about something. It's just continuous rolling voiceover, and in, including Maradona himself, which is, um, you know, which is incredible. Uh, so it, it rolls really well, and it thrusts you right into this move to this t- new team. But it, it starts with a montage, so you kind of know in the first few minutes how he gets there. And it, it puts you right away into how how iconic he was and how revered he was. And it also, the movie gives you a great glimpse into, you know, how a guy can be, Diego Maradona, part of this is about his on-field struggle or off-field struggles, how this happened. Um, and, and this movie does a great job in showing you both sides of this guy of, of how this could possibly be something it doesn't make a, a saint out of a sinner or vice versa it's um it, it just gives you a very good glimpse at everything that was coming at this guy both on the soccer field off the soccer field um it, it shows it gives kind of it doesn't make excuses for the guy and and everything he's you know everything he's done off the field but it does kind of show the environment that he had to live in and deal with and the level of, I mean, I, the only thing as an American sports fan that it can even somewhat equate it to is LeBron in Cleveland, but it's not even in terms of how revered and how, uh, you know, completely worshipped the guy. I mean, he couldn't, couldn't live, live a normal life in, um, when he was in Italy, it was, you know, they show one of the things they they show a ton in this documentary is him just being in a car and the car being surrounded by people and moving half a mile an hour because people are tapping on the windows and just trying to get a glimpse of this guy. So it, it's really it, it's just wild um, seeing seeing this guy's perspective on life and, and hearing from his voiceovers what's kind of going through his head. And you also gain a lot of respect. I think even if um, even if you're really familiar with his his actual uh, career and you know everything he accomplished, you get a lot of perspective from him as an athlete. And this is the same thing. Even if um, even even if you weren't familiar with him at all, you you get the side of him of you know the work ethic and how he how he transcended the sport and why he was the player he was and why he was so much better than most players at the time or, you know, players ever, you get a glimpse of his work ethic and how he approached the game. And it's, it's just such a unique portrayal of an athlete. And he's just a unique athlete in general. We haven't really had, there's not a lot like him in that we've had in American sports and had this kind of glimpse and, all this this footage of like it, it I mean it, it same time period it'd be kind of like if there was MJ if it was like Michael Jordan but you also had this off field off court whole whole thing uh, from him and you know there there was this whole gambling stuff but the the look into Maradona's off the field stuff getting involved with the mob I'm going to try not to give away too much but it, it's just it's a really unique documentary. I couldn't, you know, recommend it more. It just portrays a level of celebrity godlike fandom that I just don't think there's any equivalent to. So it's a really unique look, and it's something you can stream on HBO, which is great. Um, it's something you have to put your phone down for, which is tough nowadays. You, you know, we like uh, we like doing both, 
but it's it's pretty much all subtitles, very little English. Uh, so, it, you know, you, you look at a text for a minute and then you realize you missed a lot. You're not really sure what happened. So, um, yeah, I, I just, I couldn't recommend the documentary anymore. It was really enjoyable. It, I wanted it to be longer. It's 130 minutes. I was watching it in the Atlanta airport and I was honestly like, I was very disappointed when my flight started boarding, I had to turn it off. Uh, I couldn't wait to finish it when I landed, but you know, uh, Maradona is a really, he's a really flawed guy, but if you've only seen that side of him, the side that I had seen of him, uh, you know, what, what he's kind of taken as now, if you've only seen that, if that's your only impression of him, I think you'll really enjoy this documentary. Obviously, if you're a fan of his and you, you, you know, you're a big soccer fan, this is probably a must watch for you. If you haven't already watched it, I'd be surprised, but it is a it is one of the best sports documentaries I've ever seen in my life. It is just absolutely fantastic. It's really unique. Um, it you ne- you're never bored, which I think is a sometimes in documentaries there are lulls and and things like that. You're just it is go go go. It's got great sports action. It's got great footage, uh, great training footage, um, great locker room footage. It is uh, yeah. It's it's as good. That's that's about all I can say. It's just as good as you can get from a sports documentary. So, you know, if you've got HBO, go check out Diego Maradona as soon as you can. If you don't have HBO, steal someone's sign-in. You know, we live in the age of password sharing. You know, find a way to watch this. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors, and then we're going to talk about the Billy Corden Netflix Netflix documentary, uh, Screwball. Big Screen Sports is sponsored by Axio Sports. Guys, I've got an ad copy for this one, but I don't need it. The sports.axios.com newsletter, the Axios Sports newsletter I get every morning, is the best thing in this day and age. It is, for me, it is like 90s Sports Center, but in your inbox. It's the best way to stay in tune with what's going on in sports without having to scrounge every corner of your Twitter feed or watch a full hour of Sports Center if they even show clips anymore. It's amazing. Um, you know, following a single team you love in 2019 can be time consuming. Following everything in sports, impossible. Uh, you can't scroll every app, can't do all that stuff. I've been subscribed to Axios Sports from the second I heard about him, and it's great. It's the best free daily newsletter in sports. It's a modern sports page delivered directly to your inbox. It's really simple to sign up. Go to sports.axios.com. It's free. Sign up. Get it in your inbox. You will be just as educated as any other Joe Schmo at the office. You'll kill it at the water cooler, and you just won't feel like you're missing out on stuff because you're not on Twitter all day or listening to a sports podcast from every different sport every day. Sign up at sports.axios.com. Join the 100,000 sports fans who get caught up on the day before it even begins. There's no paywall, no subscription fee, nothing. Sports.axios.com. Sign up. Big Screen Sports is also brought to you by Indochino. Guys, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you probably know that I'm getting married soon, and that means I'm going to need to find a suit. Not just any suit. It's got to be the suit I get married in, the one that looks awesome. I got to look my best. And if you've also ever planned a wedding, you know that budget is a big thing. Indochino is founded on the belief that you don't need to spend a fortune on a custom wardrobe to look good. No guy feels better than when he is wearing the perfect fitting, custom feeling suit. It just, you can't beat it. And that's how I'm hoping to feel at the altar. You know, that's how your favorite athletes look when they're at their, you know, their post-game press conference. You know, maybe Cam Newton aside, I don't, I don't know where he gets his suits. But uh, 
Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They make suits, shirts, coats, and more. And everything is made to your exact measurements for a great fit. The best part, it's affordable. Almost all of their custom clothing is under $400. The process is simple. You choose your fabric, pick your customizations, and submit your measurements. Your package will be delivered to your door in two weeks. Process is simple. Choose your fabric, pick your customizations, and submit your measurements. Your package will be delivered straight to your door in two weeks. You can get measured and design your suit at your nearest Indochino showroom, or just do it all yourself online at Indochino.com. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com, entering promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout. Plus, shipping's free. That's Indochino.com with promo code BLUEWIRE for $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more. It's an incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. You have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit. Get yourself a custom-fit Indochino suit at Indochino.com with promo code BLUEWIRE. Now back to the episode. Okay, let's move on to uh, Screwball, which is the Billy Corbin-directed documentary about the biogenesis scandal in baseball. There's a saying, never meet your heroes because they'll break your heart. From the moment I remember, I wanted to be a baseball player. It was the American dream. I got kicked off the team for smoking weed. It was a disaster. My plan was go into medicine. The Belize School of Medical and Performing Arts. What is Florida about? It's about vanity and sex. It was a perfect place for the anti-aging movement. Especially down here in Miami, everyone wants things now, now, now. There's almost no regulations. You'd have people who pretended to be doctors given all types of medical advice. He had a white lab coat that said Dr. Tony Bosch. He had a stethoscope around his neck. Yeah, I assumed he was a doctor. Um, you know, that the it's a doping scandal that it sounds like... It, Directed by someone else, helmed by someone else, it could be a pretty serious documentary, an indictment on the sport, you know, rampant corruption and cheating or whatever. But this is Billy Corbin, and it's uh, he's the guy who directed Cocaine Cowboys, directed the U documentaries, and he's just Miami through and through. And it is, it's a quirky, it's it's a, it's it plays like a comedic, like a comedy movie. But it's a documentary. Um, it you know it tells you the story of Doctor Tony, alleged Doctor Tony Bosch, who was essentially a steroid dealer for guys like A Rod, Manny Ramirez, Melky Cabrera, you know that whole thing. And it's just straight up. It's essentially telling the story in a really funny comedic way. They've got kids playing the the part of the the players and the the various goofy Florida characters in this story, and it just. It plays up really funny. I, I like the kid bit. I I looked at Rotten Tomatoes. Some of the critics weren't crazy about the kid bit. For, for the most part, this this documentary was pretty well received on uh, on Netflix. It's it's just really funny, and it's um it's kind of a good highlight of the the later steroid age of baseball. Um, it's a big reminder of Bud Selig's complicity in that story. I'll start with my only criticism would be I would have loved more of it. Uh, this movie comes in at just over 100 minutes or this documentary. I would have loved to have this. I could have watched two of these. I mean, if he does a screwball part two, I would have loved it because there is a lot. I don't want to say untold, but it just it's very focused on the saga of Tony Bosch, this guy who worked you know for him slash with him. 
um, d- dives a lot into a rod and and what a rod got into, and there's there's a lot of other side stories in the biogenesis scandal that I would have loved for this movie to or this documentary to touch on, but for the most part, you know, I really enjoyed it. It's really interesting the a rod stuff. Um, I've like first and foremost, I have been team a rod redemption. I still think he's one of the greatest baseball players I've ever seen. Um, I think he's good on TV. think he's really likable. I think he was a little misunderstood as far as his persona with the Yankees. But this is kind of a reminder of the depths that he did go to to gain an edge, to to cheat baseball. And I think that that should be acknowledged. And it's kind of a, it is much different than the A-Rod we're seeing on you know Sunday Night Baseball right now. It's very much the A-Rod who was getting panned in every form of media when he was sitting out 162 games and it's stuff that unless you dove really deep into the biogenesis scandal and did a lot of reading and stuff that probably missed a lot of it um so i thought it's not just that it's a funny easy watch it it, it was legitimately very interesting and and gave you um you know, a, a lot of knowledge about it. It basically works as an oral history of this A-Rod scandal. It focuses, I would say, the two main players are Tony Bosch, this kind of fraudulent doctor who turned into a steroid peddler, and then uh, and then A-Rod. It's kind of how those two became intertwined and how A-Rod ended up suspended for a full season. Like I said earlier, it's a very Florida movie, um, and there's a really good contrast between the delusional people featured in the scandal, the actual participators, and then the reporters that they they have interviewed. It, it's very, it's in some ways traditional documentary style. There's there's action and footage they show, but most of the footage is filmed footage of of children enacting the roles, kind of a reenactment. But then back to talking headshots of reporters who drag everything back to reality. Um, it's, it's somewhat of a live fact checking as you go of these, these super Miami, Florida people, um, you know, detailing their role in the, in the scandal, in the, in the story. It's, it's baseball mixed with true crime. I, I really love it. Uh, it is not as much a baseball doc as you'd think based on the title is about baseball, but it is more of a con man criminal story. Um, again, I think there's a lot of baseball stuff they could have you know, could have dove into, but that's really, this movie's job was not to tell you about the scandal from the baseball perspective. It was about to tell you about a con man and, you know, the couple baseball players he helped game the system a little bit. Uh, it's, it's just more about, you know, it's as much about medical fraud in Florida as it is about doping in baseball. But it, it's really good. Um, you know, the back half is a tough look if you're an A-Rod fan. Uh, but, you know, especially because this one's on Netflix, you've definitely got your aunt or uncle's Netflix password. It is definitely worth the watch. Um, in the same way, both this and Maradona are both so interesting and so com- such compelling watches for completely different reasons. But if you need a sports documentary to take off a couple hours, definitely, definitely dial both of these up. Um, so Screwball and Maradona, highly recommended them. Uh, but let it let's uh let's wrap this episode with talking about mid 90s. This is awesome. Never been in a car with that someone's mom or dad before. They're so cute. Can I get the age before guys become dicks? Oh, oh fuck! Yo, what the fuck? Oh.
think you're pretty cool. They're ghetto-ass friends. You good? Uh. You think you're tough and shit. You're just a little fucking kid. A lot of the time, we feel like our lives are the worst. But I think if you looked at anybody else's closet, you wouldn't trade your shit for their shit. So let's go. That's why we ride a piece of wood. Like, what that does to somebody's spirit. Mid-90s uh, came out last year uh, from the A24 studio, that Amazon-based studio. Uh, it's now streaming on Prime, if you have Prime. It's Jonah Hill's, uh, his, his written and directed by him. It's his feature directorial debut. It's just really a coming-of-age movie that, that centers around um, a couple kids who skateboard. I thought when I first watched it, I watched it on a flight um, about two weeks ago. And my first response, or my first thought was, that was incredible, and I'd love to do an episode about it. But in the terms of kind of the movies that we've covered on this on this podcast, this one isn't as much a sports movie as it is just a coming-of-age movie, um, a really incredible, nostalgic movie. And it, it's, I, I wouldn't classify it really as a sports movie as a sports film. It does center around a sport. The main characters are all skateboarders and, you know, that that's their focus and that's kind of what they center their lives around. But this movie is more it's less about skating. And skateboarding's a non-traditional sport anyway in that sense. Um, you know, it's not as much about the competition at least, you know, back in 94 when this movie is set, you know, this is pre-X Games, um, pre Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, pre mainstream of skateboarding. Uh, this one is more about adolescence and finding a group, kind of finding yourself. And I think that anyone who watches this, um, you know, man or woman, can identify with this character uh, and the the main character in the movie who, you know, is trying to fit in with this new group, kind of gets involved in this new group of friends, wants so badly to um, to fit in and, and kind of find himself and, and find himself in a difficult time, you know, 12, 13, how, however old he is. Um, it, it's something that we can all take a look at and say, yeah, this, this is really relatable. And Jonah Hill writing and directing this movie just crushed it. It is as relatable and enjoyable a movie, but also it, it's deep, it's funny. Um, and I loved it. Uh, I don't think it's something I'll cover in a regular episode because, frankly, if this podcast is about celebrating authentic sports movies and and talking about things that weren't realistic, weren't authentic, this one is as flawless. It feels so perfectly, you know, say the title of the movie, mid-90s. Um, the casting was incredible. He uh, He did a great job in picking, you know, five leads that were everything he needed. I talk a lot in this podcast about always cast athletes, and that's not only for their athleticism just looking good on camera, it looks more realistic, but if you cast athletes of a specific sport, they carry themselves like people who participate in that sport. And for his five leads, the, the main group of kids uh, that, uh, the main character is a, a young kid named Stevie, and he hang, starts hanging out with a group of skaters that were, and I'm about to butcher some names, uh, Ray, played by Nakel Smith, uh, I think he's part of uh, Odd Future, uh, Fuck Shit, played by uh, Olin Prennett, uh, Ruben, played by Gio Galicia, and uh, Fourth Grade, pl played by Ryder McLaugh McLaughlin. 
Uh, all those guys are skaters. You check out their Instagrams. They are what they are in the movie in the sense of, you know, they live, breathe, eat skateboarding, uh, skateboarding and fashion. And it is, it is very evident and it just helps the movie come off as you buy into everything that these guys are saying that these guys are doing. It is a very realistic and raw look at what being a skateboarding teenager was like in the mid nineties. The soundtrack also kicks ass. Uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross composed the movie, and you know you've obviously seen their work in Social Network, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Gone Girl. They're the it's seemingly some of the best in the business right now. And the playlist that that Jonah Hill was able to curate for this movie, he's got Mob Deep, Tribe Called Quest. Uh, there's Cypress Hill, but there's also stuff like Nirvana and the Pixies. It just perfectly captures the time. It's anyone who grew up in the '90s, anyone who ever just like the main character stevie sat out in your driveway for hours on end trying to ollie trying to kickflip trying to do anything like that it's really relatable it's just a really good watch i i wanted more as soon as the movie ended i was i wished there was another 30 minutes because i would just love to see what those characters are up to after you know the final scene of the movie so with that um mid 90s couldn't recommend it more same with uh with screwball and maradona um that that's pretty much what I've got for this week. Again, not your typical episode. Uh, if you know, reach out. Let me know what you thought. If you've seen these movies, or have you seen these documentaries? Let me know. Would love to. Um, you know, would love to to talk about them more. That's really why I recorded this episode, just because you know to to get my thoughts out there. Really loved them. Um, if you want more episodes like this, of, you know, movie reviews, would love to do them. Uh, you know, I, I don't think it, they're quite as compelling as our normal episodes with the guests just chopping it up on a movie. But um, let me know what you think. Obviously, rate, leave a review if you haven't. You know, you know, you know the drill. You know those help the podcast. But, um, you know, also go download the Flick app if you want to chat sports movies with us. Uh, group code is Big Screen Sports. Um, have been really enjoying the Flick app so far. Would love to chat with more of you guys. Uh, next week, check out the episode on Cinderella Man with Michael Montero. I, I recorded the episode last night. It is one of I it is one of my favorite episodes that I've ever recorded on this podcast. Michael was great. Um, I pronounced uh, Renee Zellweger's name wrong, which uh, tough look for me. That that seems to be my mo lately is just mispronouncing names. But um, yeah, check check that out. Coming at you next Thursday, and uh, yeah, we'll catch you then. Thanks. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.